I think the word balance really sums it up in terms of what we're seeing as far as the technicals. I want to ask Matt Smith about that, lead all analyst at America's at Kepler. He's joining us this morning. Matt, welcome. Good to have you here. Just looked at the technicals in terms of the WTI. Use the word balance quite a bit there. Is that a good way of describing what we're seeing in crude in terms of the fundamentals as well? I mean, in terms of what you're seeing on the supply and the demand side of the discussion? Yes, I think so, Ben. We have a situation in crude here where seasonally it wants to push higher simply because we should have this demand push right now from the perspective that you've got U.S. refinery runs set to really ramp up ahead of summer driving season. You've got Europe coming out of refinery maintenance. You've got China going into refinery maintenance, but we did see flat prices drop in the last month and they've probably gone into the market and bought some. So that's also supportive. But at the same time you've got as you mentioned like you've got economic headwinds coming through here but the real concern Ben is that you've had some serious outages in recent weeks you've got uh, Iraqi barrels out of the northern uh, part of the country there not making their way out of Turkey you've got Nigerian crude exports getting hit by like 400,000 barrels a day last month they dropped and yet prices are still holding around this kind of level here. So the concern is that even though seasonally we should see demand strength coming through, there seems to be some cracks appearing there. And so that, that's the real worry here that, you know, as you mentioned, you got, you're, you sat at the 50-day average here. If we get a slew of bad news coming through here, uh, we could see prices move lower. But in theory, we should be going higher. Yeah, you know, in theory, we should be. And I kind of wonder because the dollar's been on the decline, right? Into New Year low prints, it was just a week or so ago. Iraqi, Nigerian exports, uh, those constraints ultimately, is it being made up for U.S. supplies? We heard from the IEA, I think it was recently, they were predicting record supplies ultimately this year. I think if we just look simply at the, the, the bullish and the bearish cases here, I think on the bullish side of things, you know, we've got this OPEC production cut right. kicking in this month. So you should see some barrels being taken off the market. Not a huge amount, yeah. but some. So that is supportive. The U.S., as you mentioned, uh, it, it should be supportive as well because we should be seeing stock draws coming through in the U.S. as refinery runs increase here. On that bearish side, we continue to have Russia, who is pushing crude exports out at a really strong clip, clean product exports as well. And so there's this expectation that they would be coming out of the market, and yet they haven't. The second element on the bearish side is also China. So yes, their demand is increasing. We are seeing it rebounding on a year-over-year -year basis, but people are expecting so much more out of China. And so it's the lowering of those expectations uh, that, is, that is weighing on the market. And then you've got the economic concerns. So really, with all these factors, that's why we, we remain fairly well balanced here. I like it, a dynamic environment to say the least here, and a good breakdown there. You've got, uh, in many ways, we're being lulled to sleep in terms of China, that lack of uh, kind of that revival trade, that l complacency in some ways. Then on the other hand, you've got these, uh, you know, jolts that we get in terms of the headline news tied to OPEC, right? The production cuts, I think it's a good reminder the, uh, to stay dialed in if you're trading crude, because this can happen at any moment, right? Those uh, uh, comments come across the wire. Let's talk about price of the pump ultimately feeding into some of those inflationary concerns. I pointed out at the top of the segment here, our Bob, right? We saw recently new highs for the year, but we backed off a little bit, it seems. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was really interesting you were showing that, Ben, because we've dropped on our bob uh, about 11% from the highs that we saw there in April, mm -hmm. but yet that we're still playing catch-up at the pump. So prices at the pump are at $3.60 on the national average there, but we're likely to move lower because we're still having to have that lagged impact catching up with this downward draft. And so that's moving lower, which is, which is great on a year-over-year -year basis because if we remember where we were, we were peaking going into June here at $5 a gallon at the pump and so considerably lower and so again that that theme of, of uh, inflation easing somewhat particularly on the energy side of things year over year here we're looking at the move lower from 290 roughly we'll call it just a couple weeks ago middle of april down to yeah. 247 i want to just point to real quick the daily time frame because you mentioned that spike that we saw actually uh yeah hold on one second here uh, let's just take a look real quick. Well, here we can see our Bob coming off here uh, from the $4 yeah. level ultimately. Let's talk about, uh, well, moving away from prices of the pump, $5, right? The national average we saw uh, recently. Natural gas also, I mean, we've seen prices come off there. And in many ways, this ties into some of what we've seen in terms of the strength in the euro currency. We're going to talk a little bit about sort of central bank activity to come this week. A savior in many ways, what we saw this year, last year, I should say, in terms of prices, not only in terms accrued, but natural gas as well coming off in those worst case Putin scenarios not uh, developing. Yeah, absolutely. And so even when you look at U.S. natural gas storage levels here, we're 35% higher year on year, 22% higher versus that five-year average. And so that's why you see prices in these low $2 range here. But to your point, Ben, you know, we've gone, we, we were up uh, well over nine sort of late last summer here, expecting the worst from the winter. That didn't manifest itself because we had a milder winter. You've seen industrial demand drop off in, in Europe there. And so Really, we're in the shoulder seat, shoulder months here right now for natural gas, looking ahead to summer demand, looking ahead to potential uh, hurricane season impacts, uh, but also we're up to record exports in terms of LNG now. But meeting that, you've got record production for natural gas as well. And so those two things are kind of offsetting each other. And so we're remaining in this very low price environment for natural gas, completely against all expectations, uh, you know, versus where we were last summer you know I, I was just stunned by the move lower that we saw let's take a look at the charts here into the beginning of the year it was eight weeks in a row we were to the downside 10 of 12 as we came down and through this seven the six five dollar level you can see i was talking about this pattern a minute ago guys uh, our viewers i wanted to remind them here you see it basically two times high conviction sideways consolidation here even more well-defined big move lower january february and more sideways since we're talking around the 250 level talk to us lastly if you will matt about the uh, role that that the U.S. dollar plays in all of this, right? We mentioned a little bit of a disconnect between that weaker dollar, crude prices kind of holding firm. They had seen a bit of a decline while the dollar was on the move lower, not necessarily the relationship you'd expect to see, but speaks to the complexities of each of these individual markets as well, but also don't lose sight of that inverse correlation because it can kind of pop back up at any moment. Yeah, absolutely, Ben. And I think that's a real thing to bear in mind from a, from a broader perspective for the second half of this year, okay. because ultimately we're going to end this tightening cycle in the U.S. And once we do that, we may see some weakness coming through in the dollar, which is going to have that inverse relationship to perhaps support prices uh, for, for crude. That said, going forward with a few more interest rate hikes potentially to come, uh, at least one, you know, we, we should see support for the dollar, which is going to provide little headwinds on the the broader perspective for crude here. 
you know, this chart I think really speaks to that relationship. Oftentimes you'd expect to see, again, dollar on the left on the decline, crude on the right normally would benefit from it, but it really hasn't as of recent. Uh, I guess one could argue the recent spike we saw below 150 maybe gave crude a little bit of a, a support off that $64 level. But Matt, it's great to have you back on the show. We look forward to seeing you here again, hopefully in the near future. Matt Smith, lead all analyst, America's at Kepler.